0: You're listening to the P.R.O. Media Network,
1: the next level in entertainment.
2: Let's go, baby, from the top. One, two, three, four, 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 five, five, ten, ten, six, seven, eight, eight.
3: to the Sport
4: Coma, your number one
1: podcast on everything Saints and a lot more. And now, here's your host, Big Q and the Guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. you now rocking with the Sports Coma, Big Q and the Guys. And we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports family. I'm Big Q, and you're listening to Podcast 370 on Sportscom, and we are the number one independent Saints podcast in the land, that's right, we doing this thing, man, going on five seasons, lifelong followers, fans, supporters of the true, down black black-and-gold, man, and I'd like to thank y'all for joining us on Podcast 370 You know, uh, I'm traveling on the road right now, family So, I'll be back home in the studio Just right now, um, you know, we're moving around a little bit So, just bear with me The previous podcast sound wasn't up to my usual quality So, you know, I told one of our sports coma family Mr. John Lister, big shout out to you, fam That I was going to run it back and this is it <laughs> among other things. But anyway, round of applause, y'all. That's for y'all, man. Come on. Come on. Y'all put it together, man. That's for new and established members, subscribers, family of the sports coma, man. And like we said, we're gonna go over it today 370. And in today's show, we're gonna talk about you know Drew's diamond situation. We covered this in the previous show. I'm gonna give you a little update today. Is Drew did take the stand, man? I know it's not football throwing football around, but that's our goddamn starting quarterback. I mean, we need to know what's going on with him. You know, we need to know what's going on this, with this whole crap with the guy shiest and Drew out of his money, man. You know how Drew Drew is about his money. You know, anyway, we're gonna talk about that today. Also, we're gonna talk about the fact that you know Sean Payton. I played some from the previous podcast about his thoughts on the NFL expansion. Reducing the amount of preseason games, adding a, a game or so to the regular season roster, getting ready for that. You know, of course, Peyton did say that they're mentioning several potential um, uh, ideas for shortening the season. We knew this was coming. Come on, we knew this was coming. Preseason, in many cases, is getting really dull and boring and garbage. Come on, family, you know I'm telling the truth. We don't need all them damn preseason games. Look at college. College don't have a lick of preseason games. They do a little stuff off the field, but, you know, chopping preseason, I wouldn't be mad if they chopped it down a game or even two games. I mean, seriously, what is what are all these camps for? And then you say, well, Q, they need to simulate it in a real game uh, environment. But, I mean, to be honest with you, how many times, how many minutes are they actually playing the starters in these games so they can get any real-world experience in the game? They ain't playing them in there. Come on. You know, speaking from a Saints perspective, I know Drew Brees uh, last preseason, what, uh, what, a quarter, a whole four games? That's a waste, man. Then you said we need to find the depth. I think you got enough camps, enough uh, OTAs and every other thing where you could be able to evaluate what talents you need. Plus, I think that it's going in that direction anyway. But we're going to break it down more thoroughly than that. Also, we're going to recap OTAs from a few days ago. We're also going to talk about the Saints did host the the – the DBs. We're going to talk about that again, once again. And then the Saints Hall of Fame induction with Colston uh, Bush and Kathleen Blanco. We're going to talk about that. Gerald McCoy is off the market. Of course, I mentioned in the previous podcast uh, what his deal is. And plus, interviews from Coach Payton, uh, defensive ends Marcus Davenport and Mario Edwards Jr. And then, of course, Ted Ginn Jr., he's going to chime in as well. So let's just get right into the meat and potatoes of the matter. And talk about what's going on here. Now we, you know, we, like I said, we covered this before, but let, let's get into the Drew breeze situation. This is happening out in San Diego, and a lot of article, according to article from New, a New Orleans Advocate, they're basically breaking it down and saying that Drew's accusing the jeweler of using his friendship to scam him. And you know, Drew kind of is a private guy, I could tell that he don't like all this to be out there. But he testified in this lawsuit against this fool. Uh, that tried, that scammed them for a crap load of money. Now, he spoke on the first day of testimony and arguments in the civil trial pitting him against uh, La Jolla, California jeweler Vahid Moradi and his company, CJ uh, Charles Jewelers. Now, Breeze missed the off-season uh, workouts earlier this week so that he could be out here so he can be sworn in uh, with him and his wife, Brittany. They're out there testifying. And he explained how Moradi and CJ Charles Jewelers, the store sold uh, sold the couple, them you know Drew Brees and his wife, fifteen million dollars worth of diamonds. One of which was a ring that cost them more than eight million dollars. Now this was between twenty twelve and twenty sixteen, and you may say, well, how did this happen? Well, Drew began his career in San Diego uh, when the Chargers played there, and still remain. He still have a house there, and he became friends with this guy. Over 15 years, he trusted them so completely that he invested roughly about three hundred and fifty thousand dollars in a software company recommended by this guy. And he considered even investing in another store with him. But then all of a sudden, Drew did find get wise to the scam and testify that morality portrayed the diamonds as investments that would rapidly accelerate and appreciate and could weather and could weather downturns in the economy like a financial collapse or drew uh buying diamonds as opposed to like a lot of people buy gold or buy silver or buy some precious metal that can kind of stave when that toilet paper money that we've been spending that we spending on that fiat stuff that we're using when that completely kaputs if the economy falls and collapse they have something sturdy they can ride with now he testified and portrayed that the diamonds uh were what they were Demirati said there's a new asset class that is being created with these things and a clip from the news broadcast showed it's a great place to put your money now the trouble that started with the appraisers in 2017 he told breeze and his wife that they had paid roughly seven million more for the collection well appraiser did he appraised the diamond, and said man this ain't worth with that well, you paying seven million dollars more for this collection done, it's actually worked the, pre- the appraiser estimated that the eight million dollar ring was roughly half of that so the man sold him an eight million dollar ring that was only worth four million so Breach Suits claims that Maradi admitted to substantially marking up the diamonds saying that the prices were what he believed they could be sold for in several years but the breezes rejected the explanation and cut ties with Maradi when they accused him of pocketing $244,000 this is big money here man this this dude playing with then he sued Maradi and his company in 2018 citing fraud and a breach of contract now, Moretti maintained his innocence throughout the dispute arguing. It was actually the appraiser, Eldo Danelli who defrauded Br- Drew and, and Brittany. He and also Moratti alleges that Denali advised the Breezes to sell their diamonds at bargain prices to a dealer with whom Denali was in business. The ploy afforded Denali and associate a great deal at the Breeze's expense, it claims Moratti. So Moratti's pointing the finger at Denali. Denali is pointing the finger at Moratti. And Drew's point and Drew and Brittany's pointing the finger at Moratti. So this is going to get worked out one way or the other. The only thing you can do is get another appraiser to come in and appraise the diamonds. And more than likely, the appraiser is going to say the same thing Denali's saying. So lo and behold, this is what's going on right now. Both camps had discussed possibly setting the case on Monday, but uh, but didn't strike an agreement lead to a jury selection in the start of the trial. Now, Brittany Breeze sat at the plaintiff's table with her husband, the trial is expected to continue through this week. Now, Drew averages about twenty five men a season, but still in all, man, paper's paper. And uh, this is this is continually go Now, Breeze Legal's Clash from is not the first time he claimed someone scammed him. He settled a lawsuit in 2014 which he alleged his former teammate Kevin Hauser, Y'all remember that one? He, matter of fact, he was cut, talked him into investing 160000 in non-existent film tax credit scam that happened down here. And other Saints personalities got scammed like Sean Payton and Jeremy Shockey. That, that dude had big corners to do that, but uh we're gonna see what's going on with this whole matter it's still uh it's gonna be going down between the breezes and and too bad man that's just uh big thing so they're just showing you man that when you got all that money man you got to watch your ass man you know uh, you know pardon my french because it's, it's 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 real sad how some of these these people just see you as uh, just a big plump goose but anyway let's kind of segue before we get back into any news let's go into to the next topic not next topic let's get an interview going guys let's play an interview from coach sean payton as coach payton is going to talk about some of the expansion stuff as well as some stuff as ota's then we're going to give that recap of the ota's here you go coach payton i think he
2: looks thought he looked good today thought he had good yeah. practice he's listen he's he's doing well um you know i I think it's his second year in what we're doing, and, and you, you see it when he's getting through his progressions, getting in and out of the huddle, but uh, he's, he's, he's doing well.
5: well. Sean, yesterday, Roger, I
1: talked
4: about the uh, preseason. Um, how much time does it take to actually evaluate? You feel like four games is enough to evaluate?
2: Um, look, there's been a lot of discussion relative to the preseason and the regular season, and honestly, I think a lot of that will be something that, that's handled by the management council and the union.
0: Um. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Got great rates
2: for so there's there's probably three or four suggested, you know, reduce it one game and add 17 to the regular season with an alternating, you know, eight and nine home season schedule and the years that you'd have eight. You'd have the two preseasons if you were going three. There's been discussion of eighteen regular season games. Uh, honestly, um, you know that'll be something. I think those two groups will will work through. Um, Sean, do you see a need to play four? Well, I, I see. The, look, the significance of the preseason, obviously, uh, with the way the off season is, or the spring is, you know, it's. I, I know there's a lot of people that feel like, man, that fourth game, and yet I, I know each season there's guys that are, that we're making decisions on after that fourth game that are going to play more in that fourth game and special teams that are going to play. They'll go through a lot of the the different scenarios.
0: How would you just assess your secondary just at this point throughout? So far, with everything going, assess your secondary.
2: Look, uh, I, I think it's a group that – when I say a veteran group, some of those guys are young, but I think uh, certainly we've got a returning group that have all played uh, a lot of snaps. So I think they're uh, I think they're doing well. Sean, uh, I know you said that
0: Grayson hasn't played a lot of a lot of football. Uh, he's kind of passed around, got a lot to learn. But when you see that speed, uh, does that kind of get here your, your mind going? There's
2: certain that plays do? that do, and then there's other plays that you just realize, man. Um, It's going to take a while, you know, Um, so I think the, you know, the the interesting and exciting element is his ability to run. And, you know, today you saw a couple of flash plays, but, um, but I I still think, look, he's, he's got an uphill battle and one that he knows he's going to, you have to work on some of the details of being a receiver. Um, Now, can he, can he stand out and and be a special teams player (laughs) Well, then that, you know, we've had guys that have done that that maybe weren't for far as far along at their position, and and so I think that's something we'll get to see more once we're in those situations.
1: That's Coach Payton, man, talking about a bevy of different topics, all the way down from regular season expansion to the play of the secondary, to some players on the special teams, kick return, punt return, something that the Saints really focused on this year, bringing in a great deal of talent Deontay Thomas uh you got Cyril Grayson uh Marcus Schrells who's more of a proven commodity you know and this is done to alleviate Elvin Kamara from playing getting any more minutes on that side of the ball perhaps Ted and junior will get over there I wouldn't use Ted again either to be honest with you if I got all these young guys that's coming in here and playing some of these guys got to make the team at the wide receiver position as a kick return pump return I want some of these guys to get it. I want to use tag again. that's my second best wide receiver for god's sake as a kick return, punt return, that he get hurt. Then what you're relying on, Uncom- unproven commodities, you know. We know about Trey Smith. I like Key Kirkwood, to be honest, which it seemed like he was ready made for the whole deal. He came like he was a third-round pick in the NFL. You know, but that's what I'm saying. I, I wouldn't touch none of these guys. But anyway, what, addressing with the regular season situation, y'all guys tell me that would be the sports coma question of the day. What do you prefer? Would you see, love to see a expanded regular season? You know, and how would it look? Would it be three preseason, two preseason games? Y'all chime in because y'all smarter than most of those clowns in these committees, man. I don't know what kind of dope they smoking. But anyway, let's move on to the next topic of discussion. Uh, Saints Hall of Famers, man. We knew for a while now that sooner or later we were going to see Reggie Bush and Marcus Colston initiated into the Saints Hall of Fame. I was, you know, Marcus Colston never made a Pro Bowl to me. That's absolutely bonkers. But big ups to those guys, and we covered it on previous show in uh, Podcast 369, and I just got to give big you know, shots out and credit to those guys because Colston, as terrific as he was, one of the top wide receivers uh, in many stats, number one in many stats across the board when it comes down to any relevant wide receiver stat you could possibly imagine, Marcus Colston sitting at the head of the pack. I mean, so you got to, you know, give him credit. Just for the mere fact, the way he came from, the man came all the way from a seven round draft pick, started on the team, then end up becoming the best receiver in franchise history. Not named Mike Thomas. Of course, Mike Thomas stays with the Saints. if He's going to shatter, shatter the records and then reset them. You know, something like Drew's doing. But anyway, you know, I covered the stats on some of these guys. Reggie Bush was with the Saints from uh, 2006 to 2010. And he was absolutely stellar coming out of, you know, with that Heisman Trophy out of USC. He was, uh, I think, third overall pick that year, came in and was absolutely astounding for the Saints. Um, He was made all rookie team in his first year that he was real pivotal. He finished his Saints career with four thousand two hundred and thirty two yards from scrimmage, two hundred ninety four receptions and twenty nine touchdowns. Versatile weapon. Reggie Bush. If you watch some of his old plays, just electrifying, leaping over. He was the one that really popularized jumping over mugs, you know, just leaping over people, you know, stuff that they doing now. Reggie Bush kind of just made that his thing. I mean, literally just jumping over people. He was terrific. Uh, Elusive, catch the ball out of backfield. I mean, Reggie Bush was absolutely awesome, man. Loved watching that guy play, you know. Marcus Colston. The seven round draft pick I talk about came out also in 20, uh, 2006 to 2015. Played his entire career with the Saints. Lifetime Saints players. You don't get those rarely. Seven round draft pick. Matter of fact, the man was 252nd in the draft. You know, just amazing what he was able to accomplish. Uh, coming out tied for second in the rookie of the year um, back in that 06 year with 70 catches, 1,038 yards and eight touchdowns, earned him a spot on the All-Ricky squad. Too bad he didn't get a Pro Bowl appearance. They've been robbing Colston. Been robbing him. But anyway, he's He finished his career with 711 receptions, 9,759 yards, and 72 touchdowns. That's all top in Saints franchise history. His best year was 07 when he had 98 catches for twelve oh two and eight scores, and that wasn't good enough to get him in a Pro Bowl. So I don't know what the hell they was looking at. That's why I say, you know, I don't know what dope those guys been smoking. And then, of course, uh, Kathleen Blanco was not a football personality, but she was the governor of the the, uh, state during the time of Katrina. And, you know, she worked well with the state to get the the money flowing to fix the dome in the arena. And a lot of things dealing with helping the city and the area come back to normal. It took a long time. But Kathleen Blake of after she got out of the office, that was a real pressurous situation at that one. Was. You could see the stress was on her during that period of time. And nobody would want to deal with nothing like that. But she handled it with grace and, and style and elegance. Should have gave her a bigger award than the Saints Hall of Fame. But I ain't mad at you. So big ups to all the inductees that officially that won't be official until in October when they really bring them into the fold as, as saints hall of famers, not NFL hall of famers, but saints hall of famers. All right, let's go into our next group interview. Now the next interview we're going to hear from, um, will be, let's, let's hit, let's live from Ted again, Jr. Ted again, Jr. talking about what's going on with the saints. Here's it's Ted. Made Did you
4: uh, be up for it? Or against- I made, uh, a- me playing this league for so long, you know, uh, seeing what 16 games is all about, to add two more and have to go through all that banging and different things like that, I, I really don't see the point for
2: it. If they added players to the roster, expanded the rosters, and maybe took some of the wear and tear off the players that way, do you think it could um, maybe
4: work? I mean, we could design it any way you want to design it, you know what I'm saying? But it's just still, if I ain't getting the wear and tear, he is. If he ain't getting it, I'm getting it. Like, No way to change, you know, who's going to wear and tear, you know, it just add more TV time. But like last year, if there were 18 games,
5: wouldn't it have benefited
4: you in a way because you would have gotten to play more regular season games? I mean, yeah, but nine times out of ten, you don't have an injury every year, you know, uh, or you try not to, you know. uh, It's just as hard to get back for 16 games It's going to be just as hard to get back for 18. That's just my opinion. As another
3: speedy guy in this
0: roster, what has
4: uh, impressed you the most about Cyril Grayson so far in uh, the time that you've seen him at OTS? You know, I mean, he just coming out and he's working. That's all you can really do, uh, showcase who you are, and that's what he does. You know, he came in and, uh, you know, doing everything that he's supposed to do as a young guy, you know, and uh, picking up from the old guys and just, you know, going for what he know. Because you know this receiving core better than anybody. What does it say about you guys that you didn't make any additions in the offseason to this group? Well, first of all, they believe in us. You know, they believe in what they have, you know, uh, as the the OG in the room, as the, the difference maker as far as, you know, uh, relaying what the coaches want to the players and the players to the coaches, you know. Uh, I think that they have a stand-up guy at the at the head, you know, and just coming in and bringing these young guys along. Still coming with Mike, he's still, you know, being who he is. You know, great guy. You know, can't guard me, Mike. You know, uh, it's just a great tandem.
1: Let's tell you again, Junior, chiming in on his thoughts on expanded season. Of course, the uh, what he think about some of the guys on the roster, all kind of stuff. Ted again uh, dealing with, but to be perfectly honest with you, man. I mean Ted again doesn't like uh, doesn't like the I, I don't get that part about it you know well it's the wear and tear wear and tear dude you're an athlete need I remind you that you're making millions of dollars playing a children's game I know you get wear
0: and tear they get guys get wear
3: Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on prize picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats. price picks will match your first deposit up to hundred dollars just visit pricepix.com play 100 and use code play 100 that's code play 100 at pricepix.com play 100 for a first deposit match up to hundred dollars price picks daily fantasy sports made easy
1: We're terror going to work every day where terror is going to happen to you I mean I'm just trying to quantify it here because sometimes you know the people you know they get to a a a level where they don't see the level underneath them. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that anybody underneath them. I'm saying in terms of finances is concerned, y'all raise your hands out there. Who would want to get paid millions of dollars to play football? You know, put that in the comment section. Say, yeah, yeah, hey, hey, yeah, me, raise your hand. You know what I'm saying? Say me, Q, me, Q, I would take it. Would you take wear and tear, a little wear and tear on your body for a million dollars and you're getting million dollar treatment. I mean, you know, it's just quantify this for a second. But anyway, this is my process of thought dealing with a lot of things tied to uh, the Saints wide receiver room, the wide receiver room. I still think Des Bryant's play. I still, I still think the Saints going to add somebody else. You know, that's just my thought. I think the Saints still going to add some freaking body. I'm going to be honest with you. Why wouldn't they not? I mean, you, you, a lot of stuff happened. I keep hearing stuff about Cyril Grayson and, you know, big ups to Cyril Grayson. I like Cyril Grayson. But good grief, man. How are you going to ask Ted Ginn Jr. about Cyril Grayson, man? Ted Ginn Jr. is like, okay, the, the guy just comes to work. Which woman to tell talk about? I'm yeah, i pray, probably faster than Cyril Grayson. What you tripping on? You ain't see me run? I'm, I'm still saying I'm the fastest guy in the room. Address that situation. You know, I don't know. Uh, sometimes the media guys be kind of, you know, m- just kind of missing stuff. Anyway, let's go to the next article. Saints looking at improving the secondary. This is from the who dot daily.com. Now, for all you Saints people out there. If you're looking for a website that's still that deal predict strictly with the Saints, Pelicans, boxing, stuff like that. This is website we partner with. It's called the WhoDat dot com. They have articles covering New Orleans Saints. If you lock them in, subscribe, whatever you got to do, follow them, whatever. But the Saints, they have an article that was posted by Arthur Rooks, who is one of the Saints contributors. Uh, he said he broke it down about the new Saints, uh, Saints looking at improving the secondary with the latest DB trials. And of course, this happened uh, uh, the other day when the Saints brought in Kayvon Webster, Cody, uh, Cody Sensorbar and Prince Charles Iwara, whatever the hell his name is, you know, um, three guys. And of course, these veteran guys coming in not to move any of our top three, which is Lattimore, Apple. And then you're looking at Patrick, not Patrick. I keep saying yeah, Patrick. Yes, Patrick Robinson. So you're looking at P. Rob. P. Rob's there at the third slot now. From what I've been gathering on P. Rob, he's healthy. He's ready to roll. So the, you know, it's always that what if some factor, if you know, if P. Rob goes down like he did before, if any one of our top three go down, we're in trouble because we got to reintroduce P. J. Williams back into the fold into the starting. Uh, three or either Ken Crawley has to circulate back, and then it's Justin Hardy, and then, and then behind him is a bunch of unproven guys. It's Marcus schrell's there, but Marcus Schrell has not been using the capacity to be a starting defensive back. So, you know, it, I'm not saying that he can't play that position. I'm just saying he never was, and strictly, to be honest with you, I would like him to focus on the kick return, punt, punt return aspect of it. That's what we pan him to do because he has real results in that field. As opposed to any of the rest of the guys. Now you have the other guy did a lot of stuff in, in uh, in college. But you know we're talking pro level stuff here. We're talking about pros. Now, Kevon Webster, five eleven, hundred ninety pound cornerback who was with who spent last who 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 last season spent time with the Houston Texans. Now, he's a seven-year vet from the University of South Florida who had previous stops with the Broncos, Rams, and the Texans. Now, his career stats, he has 67 games played with 122 tackles, 21 pass breakups, and two INTs. Cody sense this guy comes over from Pittsburgh. Uh, he's out, He's an eighth year veteran from the university of Clemson. Uh, his previous stops were with Tennessee, the Rams, the giants, and the Pittsburgh last year. He played in 101 games, collected 261 total tackles, 32 pass breakups and three INTs over that eight year career. And then there's the least experience of the three that they brought in, which is Prince Charles Awara. 5'11", 193, he's out of Western Kentucky, was drafted in the seventh round by the Niners back in 2016. He might be, he is considered a long shot out of the three to make it because of his inexperience, but he might be the most gifted athletically of the three. So, you know, he also had practice stops with Wash practice squad stops with Washington, Kansas City, And then he was with Atlanta last year. What are we looking at with this? With these people? I mean, if you bring in three veterans, obviously you're gonna look to try to add something. This is an attempt to kind of solidify the back end behind P-Rob with a veteran. And I feel, to be honest with you, I know a couple of guys, a couple of people don't like Sensaba. You know, I know people don't like Sensaba, but I'm gonna keep it real with you. Um, Who who would you rather have back there? Truthfully, truthfully, fam, would you like to have? you know, sensor ball back there or Ken Crawley. And you probably said, well, Q it don't make much difference at all between them two, both them to busters. I mean, but listen, man, truth be told, man, is that you got to look at it, man. The things are doing what they're supposed to do. And I, and we talked about this before. It's like, you know, if something happens behind the back end of that damn defense, and one of those guys get hurt, then we're going to be in the same situation we was last year. And PJ Williams, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to take nothing from PJ PJ plays when he plays, you know, but he make a sh- uh, about to say something he make a crap load of mis- uh, mistakes constantly and it just it just kind of pisses me off with pj williams man he just can't seem to consistently get anything to to kind of get things going so uh i don't know man but fixer or D fix it says cody's one of the worst cornerbacks in the league i'd rather go with the young guys i hear you i hear you brother but listen man i don't know if he's i, I can't agree with you on that the worst one of the worst he can be but worse than kent crawley come on Come on. They miss me with the potential comment. I'm telling you, nothing can crawl. is pretty freaking bad. All right, let's move on to the next discussion. The next topic, we're going to talk about Gerald McCoy. Of course, Gerald McCoy, we had him on Saints watch and ultimately he pulled a move where uh, he went a few places, Baltimore, Cleveland. Um, then ended up going to Carolina. I was like, I don't like how this is playing. Of course, Ndamukong Kinsu was out there. He went to Tampa, and now Gerald McCoy circles back and comes back into the NFC South, but this time with the Carolina Panthers signing a one-year deal. Uh, they estimated according to the NFL network a one year deal at eight million dollars and it has the potential to be a ten point four million dollar deal. So he signed the fattest contract that he could possibly get. He was due to make what fourteen million with Tampa. They got rid of him and he gets paid uh up what could be up to ten, I guess if he meets certain criteria within his contract, it could be ten point four, whatever you wanna call it. But he'll join a very stout defensive line that features the like a Keywan Short, Terrio Poe. I mean, you know, that's gonna that, that's gonna be a formidable uh, line to deal with Carolina. We just got to get our offensive line ready because them guys coming to play, man. Gerald McCoy off the market, y'all. So that's the end of the Saint Watch dealing with McCoy's ass. Uh, quick talk uh, uh, before we go into the rest of it. Let's hit let's hit with the uh, Marcus Davenport. Had to say about his uh, upcoming season. And
0: like, so. Back into
1: the swing of it, we didn't know how much work you were going to get in these OTAs, but seems like you're getting a little bit of it. Uh, just how are you feeling right now?
5: I'm feeling better. You know, it's still an ongoing process, but um, I think we're taking steps in the right direction. You know, when you look
1: and see the additions you guys have made to this defensive line, how do you feel like these guys are going to fit in with what you offer and what Cam offers and what Sheldon brings?
5: You know, as a unit, I think we've progressively gotten better. In- it's not just what we bring; is you know, it's, we're a unit, so that's definitely going to be shown, and that's why we're in OTAs. You know, to really uh, learn that chemistry.
1: You know, how different are these OTAs for you? This is your second time around; you kind of have a better feel for what they expect and what to do.
5: Hmm. Uh, uh, there I go. Um, I, I'm still in the same thing. You know, I'm still just trying to make it through and just get better. I think that was the focus last year, and that's still focus. Yeah, but your head can't be swimming as much as it was last year no it's just more on myself now it's not about learning the playbook it's about learning myself and my game again you
1: what are you discovering about yourself
5: <laughs> it's fun to go fast so you know i think i think that's probably the best thing i have to learn just uh, keep on going fast the rest Rest, uh, me and my coach will take care of. You know, it's tough to
4: link last year to this year in terms of performance. But you guys finished out so well last year. Uh, does that help give you a sense that you guys can start fast this year?
5: Mm, I don't, I don't really know. I don't think anybody's really thought of it like that. I know we're still mad about last year, and um, well, more or less on the fact that we were just one play away, and um, now we got to get better to actually gain that play back.
1: Somebody's still mad. I thought we pushed this aside and this is a new season. Isn't that what Cam liked to say? That mm-hmm. was last year. This is a new year. We have to focus on it now. See, it's two explanations. I've said this numerous times in the in the, in the podcast. I mean, we've been doing the show for a while. I mean, but it, like I said, it's two responses. It's the response about, oh, we're moving past it and we this is a whole new year. This is this that was old last year this is this year and we're going to focus at being a better team and then all of a sudden you hear peaks and you know chinks and armor different messages we still pissed off about last year oh really you still pissed off about last year well what are you going to do about it marcus davenport are you going to stay healthy enough to contribute perhaps uh get us at least seven to eight sacks this year opposite of cam we know cam gonna give us 10 to 12 sacks uh, but Ken, ba- ba- I think Cam can do 14 sacks this year, y'all. And and I'm going to tell you why. Malcolm Brown is a big addition. He sucks up two guys right here. And he's going to free up somebody to cut up, whether it's Davenport or Cam. Cam's going to get in there. Cam always gets there. Matter of fact, it's Cam, I call him Captain, a.k.a. Almost Got Him. Captain, a.k.a. Almost Got Him because Cam always back there. And he just a handoff finger away from getting the guy he'll swipe at his jersey grab his jersey and as he's swinging around him he'll, he'll his hand will rip loose of the jersey Cam always back there this year Cam is going to get those 14 sacks and another guy well, I got to give credit to Sean Payton by the way for shaving his head for a friend that was is dealing with cancer big ups to Sean Payton but Sean Payton then went out and got this man we about to play Mr. Mario Edwards Jr. who should contribute on the defensive line here's his thoughts I'm get chemistry
4: on. with some of the guys so it's been going pretty good. What's it like to be a part of this defensive line with Cam and when Sheldon comes back? The type of force you guys can do? Uh, it's really good. Uh, working with Cam has been great. And can't wait to get Sheldon back as well. But uh, just learning things from Coach Ryan and you know, different moves and different things like that has been great. What was the big reason why you wanted to join this team? Uh, big thing was
1: just they kept it, you know, no gray areas with me. They were straight up front with what I would be doing and what they needed me to do.
2: And then just being able to come here and contribute with the great guys they already had was a big, a big reason for me. What well, would you like us to be back close to you know, past it the
4: really uh, It's great, man. I'm a, about an hour and a half away from home, so I can go see my brother, my grandmother, my niece, and things
1: like that. So it's always good to be close to home. For fans who don't don't know you,
3: what do you bring to the team? What, like, um, what can, what, sell yourself, I guess. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, just somebody's gonna go 110, man. uh
4: will run can play the pass, and he's gonna go out there and give it everything I got to contribute.
1: You know what, and that's Mario Edwards, and he's absolutely right. I've studied film on these new acquisitions of the Saints, but Mario Edwards' film kind of steps out for me, because even though you're dealing with a guy that's not the strongest man in the room, he's not the fastest man in the room. But you could tell one thing about Mario Edwards Jr. that he has a lot of heart. You know, he's not more he's a not. Uh, I mean, he's not the strongest Saint player. He's not the fastest Saint player, but the guy is gonna give an all-out effort. He's going to give he, he comes with intensity and effort and you got a guy up there on the defensive line that has the same amount of intensity called Cam Jordan. He is the most intense you have on the defensive line and he's just brimming with energy. Sheldon Rankin started to play at that level before his injury in the playoff game and of course you got a guy that's already in, as that has a lot of heart and could mit, match that intensity. I wonder if he can learn a trick or two from defensive line coaches we are pretty good defensive line coaches to kind of get him there he's a tweener guy in my opinion a guy that's more of an interior guy than outside guy even though the saints love these type of players they can move them around and play them high if they see fit but he was a guy that kind of came in here and snuck in i ain't gonna say snuck in the door but he's a guy that a lot of people not talking about because of malcolm brown's addition because of the other additions like jared cook i mean he kind of got Thrown underneath, you know, pushed to the back of the bus, so sort to of speak, in terms of people talking about what kind of contri- contributor this man will be. I mean, obviously, it could be very well said uh, dealing with David Onyamade as the guy that's going to step in and fill in f- for Sheldon Rankins, but let's, I'm um, something, is, is, uh, something special about Mario Edwards Jr. that he's going to bring to the team. So don't be surprised when you start seeing this guy ball now. I mean, seriously, because this guy, he can get, plays against he's going to be playing against a lot of second stringers coming off the bench and he's the saints can move him around and make plays he can play the run really well and he does have some speed to him a little wiggle to him he ain't a marcus david or cam jordan but the man could play football you understand what i'm saying but anyway let's go on to our final topic of the show we're going to talk about the OTAs uh a couple of days ago of course we know we just talked about drew Brees missing that and of course teddy bridgewater who, like we said, Teddy Bridgewater looked really terrible in that Carolina game at the end of the season, really terrible. So whatever snaps that he can absorb while Drew is away fighting for his money, he better take him and run with him. I mean, seriously, you know, he need to handle this business. If you're going gonna to pay you that kind of money and, geez, you know, well, truth be told, we don't want to see him anyway. We want Drew to stay healthy and he just get free money, I guess. But at, but but. He needs to learn the system. He's getting paid $17 million to go to Saints QB school to be the potential uh, leader of the team after Drew retires. So it's going to be interesting how this whole little deal goes. But he felt that for him. And, of course, Sean Payton did say that, he It was a good opportunity to him. And there were eight, eight other Saints who didn't participate in the practice. Larry Warfoot, we still don't know what that injury is. They, they say it's undisclosed. I don't know what it is. I've been looking. No no word on it. I'm going to keep searching. Chris Banjo's knee, Sheldon Rankins, you know it's his Achilles. It's, they were absent. And, of course, absent was also wide receiver Cameron Meredith, Keith Kirkwood, Deontay Harris, and Traven Durrell, and linebacker Chase Hanson, the undrafted guy. So, Not too much to talk about in that OTA in terms of plays or people making plays or what have you, you know, basically just regular stuff going on. No outstanding stuff as of yet to really like throw at you. Of course, a lot of people want to know what's going on um, with a few, you know, with a couple of the wide receivers rooms. We just have to wait and see until uh, next week when the when more practice uh, come in to fold for New Orleans. Now it's going to be fun, man. You know, I just, I just saying, this, this to me, besides the regular season, you know, it's fun kind of looking into today's, you know, where the team is at as it's starting again, this is the start of the team building itself toward making a deep run toward the Super Bowl. You know, this is the start of it. And it's fun to see what players are going to come in and possibly help with that transition to help, you know, move guys in the position where um, they can contribute and help the team get to that next level. So, like I said, the addition of some of the guys, especially at the coach level with the special teams room, uh, Dan Reese, who came over from the Dolphins, the guy, I mean, Sean Payton, man, just got rid of everybody. And I got to go back and I got to give Coach Payton a lot of credit because he brings in this man, Reese. Like a lot of people don't know who the special teams coordinator is until uh, somebody misses a kick or botches a punt or what have you uh then you're gonna, you're gonna be looking stupid on the sideline when the camera focuses on it but reese is a guy that led for eight years the miami dolphins special teams coordinated union that ranked first in the nfl with block punts, second with 20 total block kicks and the three special teams players named for four Pro Bowls and five players this guy has an excellent resume man and he him and along with other players that they, uh, other players and the coaches they added under this guy, they serious about making that special team unit step up. Well this has been Sports Coma. I hope y'all appreciate it. I appreciate y'all for joining us. Big shout out to all of the contributors. Big shout to all of the people commenting, subscribing, and showing support. So feel free to share the show. We love y'all. Who that to all my hoodats and sports coma people out there. Y'all love the show? Share it. Hit your subscribe, the subscribe, and notification buttons, and we'll see you later. Peace out.
0: If you haven't heard
3: the Sports Coma, this is what you're missing. Check out the Sports Coma with Big Q and the Guys.
0: Saints and Pelicans fan
1: so the only podcast I can get my fix is the sports coma with
5: Big Q the guys intense funny and they always keep it real
1: check out the sports coma with Big Q and the guys Embrace pet insurance is more than just pet insurance. Embrace pet insurance promises to provide genuine support and certainty when your pet needed it the most. With personalized accident and illness policies, compassionate customer care, 24-7 access to veterinary professionals, flexible wellness plans, timely claims processing, and online customer portals, their values is what makes them embrace. So when selecting a pet insurance company as a partner in your pet's care, you deserve a company that has your pet's best interests at heart. Get top rated and reviewed coverage for your pet today. Up to 90% back on bills at any vet, total protection, pet insurance and wellness, and dependable claims payments. Get the top rated and review coverage for your pet today. Go to EmbracePetInsurance.com. That's Embrace Pet Insurance. Check the link in the description section below.
3: Are you a boxing fan? Check out Ring King's Boxing only on the PRO Media Network.
2: Sports fans are gearing up and saving big at fanatics.com. The world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love unique one-of-a-kind designs exclusively by fanatics and autograph collectibles from today's biggest stars shipped directly to your home join fanatics rewards for free to earn fan cash on every purchase shop now and for a limited time get 20 percent off all orders fanatics.com officially licensed everything
1: hit the link below and rep the black and gold today who that